must check our motivation. Ask yourself, why are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Are you following because we need him to take away the pain of our lives? Are we following because we need what we want from him and we're just only out to get material things? Are we following because we have become disciples of the flesh? Amen, amen. Thank you, Reverend Starnes, for that election. Thank God for that. that. That was a song that was needed. Amen, amen. In the absence of Bishop Starnes and his lovely missionary supervisor, I greet them. To Reverend Wanda Cutlison, I greet you in the name of our Lord and our Savior. To Reverend Alicia Starnes and to Sister Taisha Cutlison in her absence. And to all of the family and friends of the Wesley AME Zion Church, I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. Amen. Our scripture text this morning will be coming from the Gospel of John, chapter 6. The Gospel of John, chapter 6. And I want to lift up verses 66 through 71 as our text. It says, At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, Are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus said, I chose the twelve of you, but one of you is a devil. He was speaking of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, one of the twelve who would later betray him. Amen. I want to share this morning from the subject of what motivates you? What motivates you? If we would take a moment and look at our lives and just think for a moment. Have you ever had friends that weren't really friends? You know, these were the type of people who only wanted to be with you for what they could get from you. See, some of us have a childhood friend who they were our only friend and they were friends with us only because of what we could do for them or what they could get for us. You know those friends that if you had candy, they were your best friends. But no more candy, no more friend. Or maybe you were privileged as a teenager to have a car. But how many true friends did you have? How many friends when you needed gas were willing to provide gas money? How many friends when your car was broken down were willing to either help you fix it or to contribute to you getting your car fixed? See, most of us only had friends who wanted to ride. They didn't want to contribute to the gas fund. They didn't want to help when your car was broken down, but they were ready to ride anytime you would call and say, come on, let's ride. Or maybe as an adult, you found yourself in a relationship with someone that was only a taker. You know the type of people that bring nothing to the relationship, but yet they want to take everything from it. See, some of us know what it is like to give ourselves our energy, our money, and our time, only to find out that the other person was motivated by what they could get. See, all of us want to be appreciated and to be loved and to be accepted for who we are. That's what we're asking for. We're not asking for anything special. We just want to be loved, appreciated, and accepted for who we are. But when it comes to things 
in the spiritual, when it comes to God, those things are no different. Yes, just like the natural, there are people who only follow God for what they can get from him. We can be guilty of following God simply for what he does and not for who he is. True believers follow Jesus because of who he is. He is the eternal and the holy one of God. The first thing that I want us to see out of our text is this. Ask yourself, are you motivated by receiving? In verse 66, he asked the question. And he says that the disciples began to walk away. And as the disciples began to walk away, we found out that they were not ready to follow Jesus. They were not true followers of Jesus. We found out that they were motivated by something else. See, the disciples that walked away only followed Jesus conditionally. See, many of them followed Jesus to get something from him. But if I could be real about my own life for a minute, and I would realize that I also had followed Jesus conditionally. Yes, in my late 20s, I was going through a, a rough marriage and I, and I followed Jesus so that he would fix my situation. Yes, I, I found myself wanting Jesus to fix the pain that I was going through. I didn't really want him. I just wanted him to fix my situation. See, following Jesus in this manner means that it makes us disciples of the flesh. Yes, the disciples who left were only motivated, motivated to follow Jesus because of what they were receiving from him. In the earlier part of chapter 6, Jesus is healing the sick in, in verse 2, and he's saying that a huge crowd keeps following him because of the miracles that Jesus is working. Then in verses 9 through 13, Jesus feeds the 5,000, and he begins to do so with the little boy's lunch. And as they began to take up that what was left over, people began to follow him because of the feeding. But Jesus confronts those who were following him because of the miracles and the feedings. In verse 26, Jesus reveals that they are only following him because of what he could do for them. But notice he tells them they, they, didn't, they did not understand the miracles and the signs. Jesus said, you don't understand what I've done. You don't understand the miracles and the signs that I've worked on today. The miracles and the food of have been drawing them. Yes, the miracles and the food are what brought, brought them to Christ, but they did not understand or they did not know what was really needed at that moment. They should have realized that there was something else that Jesus is trying to say here, that they have been motivated by something else. They have been motivated by the wrong thing. What Jesus is saying is that they had a greater need and they weren't worried about that. We have to come to the point that we recognize that we too need a savior. Yes, as believers, one of the greatest things that we ever come to the realization of is that we need a savior. When we're lost in the world and we don't have any hope, we needed a savior. When we were dying and on our way to hell, we needed a savior. When we didn't know what to do and we was at our wits end, we needed a savior. What he's simply trying to get them to see is, you were willing to follow me for the food and, and for the miracles and for the healings, but what was really needed was you to follow me because I could bring you eternal life. You see, in verse 30, they had the nerve to tell Jesus to show us a sign, to give us another miracle, to, to show us something that we can believe in you. But before we condemn them, how many times have we said one more sign and I'll follow one more miracle and I'll follow. 
one more blessing and I'll follow. Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll come to church. Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll know you're real. Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll do right. How many times have we said that? What we're basically saying is, God, show me one more time who you are, and then I'll really believe. God, show me one more time that you can really do it, and then I'll believe. We are simply become disciples of the flesh, only motivated by what we can get from Almighty God. But we need to understand that we are in need of something more than just miracles. We are in need of something more than just healing. We are in need of having our souls related into the kingdom of God. We're in need of having our souls saved. That's what we need the most. When will we understand that he is not just the God that will get you out, but he is the God that can keep you from going in. He's a God that can keep you from going into trouble. He's a God that can keep you from going into mess after mess. And yes, he is the God that can keep you from going in on somebody with your mouth. Hallelujah. We've got to understand that we've got to follow God and be motivated to follow God, not for what he can do, but simply for who he is. Yes, I love what God does, can do for me. I love how God works in my life, but I follow him because of who he is and not simply because of what he does. Yes, what he does is great, but follow him for who he is before you try to follow him for what he can do. The second thing I want us to see out of our text is this. Are we motivated by Christ's person? Yes, in verses 67 through 69, he asked the disciples that were remaining, Will you too go away? But as he turns to the 12 to ask them this question, what is motivating you? Yes, at this moment, Jesus is causing the disciples to look in and, and ask what is our true motive for following Jesus? Every one of us as believers has or will wrestle with the question of motive. When challenged in our faith, what thoughts have we had in our head? When challenged in our faith, what are we going to do? How are we going to act? What are the resulting actions of that challenge that have presented to us? See, Peter answers Jesus with a rhetorical question. Lord, to whom would we go? Peter gives an answer of great spiritual insight. However, he would not fully understand it until the resurrection. See, Peter is saying, our faith has been put in you, and that is where it remains. Peter is saying that, that, that we have gained a knowledge of you and we hold on to it. Yes, when we understand who Jesus really was to the disciples and who he really is to us, then we can follow him because of his person. Not just because of what he does, but because of the person that he is. We can follow Jesus Christ because he is the shepherd. Yes, he says that I am the one the shepherd, the good shepherd. I am the one who will benefit your life. I am the one who will look after you. I am the good shepherd. Yes, he is the teacher. Peter said, you have the words of eternal life. You have the words that will produce eternal life in us. You have the words that will show us the way. We follow him because of his person, because he is the Lamb of God. John 1 and 29 says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. We follow Jesus because he is the way. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Jesus was the God. He is God all by himself. Thomas said to Jesus, my Lord and my God. Who else could have recognized him as that way? Who else could have said that you are God? 
We've got to understand and we've got to know that we follow Jesus for his personhood. We don't just follow him for what he does, but we follow him because of who he is. I'm following Jesus because of who he is. I'm following Jesus because of what he has been to me. I'm following Jesus because he is my Lord. He is my master. I'm following Jesus because he is my savior. I'm following Jesus because he is the only true run. I'm following Jesus because he is a true vine. I'm following Jesus because of who he is. Yes, he can do some great things for me, but I'm following him because of who he is. I ask you today, why are you following Jesus? Are you following him because of what he can do? Or are you following because of who he is? Follow him because of who he is. He is the God, the Father. He is the Son. He is the Holy Spirit. He is all three wrapped up in one. He is the great I am. He is our Lord. Again, he is the one that makes life eternal possible. He is the one who died on the cross at Calvary. Are you following because of who he is? And the last thing that I want us to see out of our text is this. Are you motivated falsely? Yes, sometimes we can be falsely motivated. The end of the chapter we see in verses 70 and 71, what happens when we follow someone else or something else? What happens when we go after someone else rather than following Jesus? We get the example of Judas. It says that Judas began to leave and go out because he was under the authority of the devil. Yes, at that moment, it said that Judas was following the devil. He did not choose to follow Christ. Although he had been with Christ and although he had walked with Christ, he had seen the miracles. He had seen the signs. He had seen the wonders. He was there for the feeding of the 5,000. And yes, he was there for many healings. But instead of following Jesus, he chose to follow the devil. Instead of following Jesus, he chose another path. I'm here to warn us today, be careful about choosing another path. Be careful about choosing someone other than Jesus. And yet, he followed the devil. See, Jesus was indicating that Judas was a follower of devil when he said, and yet one of you is a devil. He was indicating that Judas was following after the devil. Now, it's very simple in this particular section of our text. Those who follow after the devil, as Judas did, your reward will be destruction. See, then Judas with silver coins, it says in Matthew 27 and 5, he had taken the silver coin from the temple and he went out and he hanged himself. In the end, when you follow someone else other than Jesus, it will end in destruction. The way that you have your soul saved, the way that your life is spared is by following the true one of God, by following the holy one of God, and that is Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us there is no other way to the Father except through the Son. It says anyone who has tried to come any other way is but a thief and a robber. Are you tired of trying to rob God of life? It's time for us to give our life to him. It's time for us to follow him for who he is. If we follow Jesus for who he is, he leads us to life eternal. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, you may have some struggles and some trials while you're down here on this earth, but don't worry about it. Just keep on following Jesus. Yeah, it may be some situations down here that you're uncomfortable with. Don't worry. Just keep on following Jesus. As we talked about in our Sunday school lesson, remain in him and he'll remain in you. Just keep on following Jesus and he'll keep you to the end. Because when he keeps you to the end, he'll bring you into an eternity. He'll bring you into a glorious future. He'll bring you into the presence of God the Father. He'll bring 
bring you into that place that you've been looking for. He'll bring you into that right relationship with God the Father. He'll bring you into the kingdom of God. That's what you've been living for, to be in the kingdom of God. But we can't get there if we're following the devil. We can't get there if we're following any other way except for that of Jesus Christ. So it's time for us to make up our mind. What are we motivated by? Are we motivated by what we're getting from the Lord? Or are we motivated by the person of Jesus Christ? Or are you motivated falsely? Make sure that your motivation is true. Make sure that your motivation is real. Make sure that your motivation is sincere. And be careful about following the devil because it'll also end in a mess. Yeah, the scripture text said that Judas went and hung himself and he fell and bust wide open. Oh, hallelujah. Your life will end in a mess when you're following the devil. I know you say I'm feeling good right now. I know you say I got it going on right now. But if you just keep on following the devil, your life is going to end in a mess. If you keep following the devil, your life will end in a show enough mess. Why? Because he never has anything for you in the end. He uses people until he uses them up. And then when he uses them up, he discards them. There's nothing left after the devil gets through with you. But praise be to God. If you follow God for who he is, when God is finished with you, you've got an inheritance in the kingdom of God. When God is through with you, you've got a glorious mansion prepared for you in the kingdom of God. When God is finished with you, you've got a place that's been prepared for you. Why? Because Jesus Christ said, I go to prepare a place for you. And when I go there, I'll come back and get you. Oh, hallelujah. God never leaves us forsaken. I believe David told us that he'll never leave you nor forsake you, but he'll be with you even to the end. If the devil can't get anything out of it, he'll leave you by the road. If the devil can't get any more use out of it, he'll give up on you. And if the devil can't get any more use out of it, he'll try to destroy your life. But God is about giving life and life eternal. And as I close, I want us to understand that we must check our motivation. Ask yourselves, why are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Are you following because we need him to take away the pain of our lives? Are we following because we need what we want from him and we're just only out to get material things? Are we following because we have become disciples of the flesh? Don't be a disciple of the flesh. Be a disciple of the spirit. Don't be following God because he will give you a new car, but follow him because he can get you through this life. Don't follow him for the earthly possession, but follow him because of eternal life. Don't follow him to get rich, but follow him because he can make it possible for you to inherit and be an heir to the kingdom of God. Most of all, follow him because he's already what he's already done in your life. Follow him because he's died on the cross at Calvary, paying your sin debt and my sin debt. Follow him because his blood cleanses. It reaches from the highest mountain and it reaches down into the lowest valley and it cleanses from day to day. Hallelujah. Just keep on following. Follow him because he makes you righteous before the Father. Every time one of us falls down, every time one of us finds our way on the wrong side, he can come along and pick you up. He can make you brand new. All because of who he is. He is Jesus Christ, the one who can save anybody. He is Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. He is Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. And every time one of us used to follow him and calls upon his name, he'll be right there. He'll come to see about you. He steps in and says, Father, this is one of our children. Every time the accuser of the brethren tries to attack you, he says, God, they're covered under the blood. Follow Jesus because he is the Holy One of God. Follow Jesus because he has the words of eternal life. Follow Jesus because there is God's only begotten son. Follow him because he gives you eternal life. When we understand that we follow Jesus, not for what he can do, but simply for who he is, we follow him because we want him to bless our lives and to make us righteous and holy so that we can find ourselves 
in the kingdom of God because God is seeking those who will worship him and those who will worship him in spirit and the truth. Are you a true worshiper? Are you motivated to follow simply because of who he is? Not what he can do, but because of who he is. I pray that we today have been encouraged. I pray that we have been strengthened. I pray that we understand and know that we've got to follow God and we follow his son, Jesus Christ, simply because of who he is. He is our savior. He's the lover of our soul. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.